Parsons. And I'm Shauna West. Welcome to the Creative Exponent Podcast. This is a place where we talk about discovering, upholding, and sharing your creativity. everybody and welcome to our final episode of season one. This is episode 19 and we're going to talk about <laughs> what is your creative frontier. And That's right. <laughs> you know, so we just talked about how we always sort of giggle after we talk about the title and I think it's be- we were just saying it's because we really enjoy this. Like we're right. we're just really excited that we've done a podcast and we're doing That's right. It. We've and not developed a tick. It just, it just right. does. It just, it's kind of funny. Like we're happy to be here, happy to be talking about it, happy to be uh, hanging out with each other, you know, and you guys. So yeah, we do. We just start. And I don't know why. I mean, I can't even quit right now. It's a weird, it's a problem. So. Yeah, it's just fun. We really yeah. enjoy this. We had a stretch where we had recorded several podcasts ahead of time. And we both said like, man, we really are missing this Mm -hmm. right now. It's just kind of a little hole right now. So we really enjoy it. So we hope you're enjoying it as well. And we're really excited about today's episode because I think Creative Frontier is such a, um, like an important topic and it's important to, you know, kind of recognize what your boundaries are and then what might be beyond those boundaries. And I think we don't think about that a lot and what was What challenged me, so where this came from is um, my husband really loves um, John Eldridge, who's an author, um, and he has, his books are mostly geared towards men, and he has a podcast and everything, and Mm -hmm. raising boys and stuff, so my husband really enjoys listening to him, and this is one thing that he talks about, is like, what is frontier in your life, and I thought about that from a, you know, what is creative frontier to you? Now, it could be anything, what is frontier, but, and it's just referring to, you know, what is this, what is unexplored territory? What's beyond the horizon Mm -hmm. that you can't see yet? What, you know, what's beyond those boundaries that you've kind of set up for yourself? Yeah. Whether you really realize it or not, we kind of all have those boundaries, yeah, you know what's out there. So that's kind of where this came from, and I'm excited to mm-hmm. explore this topic a little bit. Yeah, well, and you know, I was just thinking about and made a note, and uh, which you may have heard because sometimes we were just talking about that as well. Sometimes the mic just picks up things. So mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry yeah. if you did. We're um, over that though. Yeah, We've we're kind of we're kind of like, getting we're actually over that. human beings who swallow and <laughs> right. breathe and have to clear our throat sometimes. <laughs> just some, it's like I told Marion, either I'm going to choke or I've got to clear my throat. One of the two. So. So it's just the way it is. Um, But yeah, I think that we do create boxes for ourselves and um, we create boundaries and we just kind of stay within those. And we don't even, I think we all do that. Even people who who do tend to continue to be, um, you know, explorers by nature and they, you know, Mm -hmm. they try new things. I just think we do still somewhat uh, do that to ourselves, you know. And I remember, and I think I've told you this before, it was just an acquaintance, um, you know, of mine that said to me once, you know, that that they thought from looking, you know, outside looking in, that it appeared as if I just did not let myself be contained by a box. And I remember thinking that that was one of the best compliments I'd ever been mm-hmm. given, you know, thinking like, man, I wonder why, 
you know, what, what she saw in me that made her feel that way or, you know, and I remember thinking whether or not that's actually true, that's what I want to do. You know, I mm. really do want to aspire to be not so, you know, so constricted by the box that most of the time that I would create for myself. It's not like there's, you know, yes, there are there are cases where we have people around us that, you know, that are helping us build those boxes. But um, often, you know, it's, we're doing that to ourselves. So yeah, I think it's the thought of, of doing something different and new is scary. And sometimes it's not even scary. We don't even think about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, we just yeah. do what we do. Yeah. It's not like we think, oh, I'd love to yep. do this and I'm scared and I'm not going to do it. Yep. Um, I, I think, yeah, it, it's sometimes like, man, I didn't even realize there was sort of this boundary here. And yeah. And now I'm seeing that that it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So one thing I wanted to talk about is is why Frontier is important. Why is it important to be an explorer in your creative journey? And yeah. Um, and, and I was really, so I've been thinking about this since we talked about talking about creative frontier and I'd love to, maybe towards the end, we can talk about what creative frontier is for us, each of us. Um, but as I'm thinking, as I was thinking about why it's important, I think, um, I think a lot of the truly great art comes out of, you know, comes in that frontier that that's where it's discovered is when you're kind of out of the box, out of the boundaries in a place mm-hmm. that's uncomfortable. I think that's where a lot of the the magic things happen. And I I yeah. mean I think that can happen in just what you're doing every day. Um but I think it's more likely to happen when you are are really outside of what's safe and comfortable. comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And you look at the the people who we look to as masters and people who started entire movements, whether it was in music or dance or film or um, in, you know, like, uh, I don't know what else, uh, you know, in mm-hmm. art and, sure. <laughs> you know, writing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was actually watching um, To Walk Invisible, which mm-hmm. is a, a mini series on the Bronte sisters and yeah, it's actually, it's a fairly, they lived sort of the, you know, these three sisters, they lived sort of fairly secluded and, um, they, two of them died fairly young and Mm -hmm. one of them, um, Charlotte lived the longest, but they, the most interesting thing about them was their writing. Yeah, yeah. So it's hard to make a really interesting mini series about people who <laughs> okay, just live noted. a secluded <laughs> life and are, you know, right. um, just submitting, you know, <laughs> submitting their work and everything. Right. But so I wouldn't say it's like this fantastic, engrossing mini series, but it was really interesting in that they, because I think because they were isolated and mm-hmm. they were writing from their writings were really based on their experiences, but also on their imaginative, imaginative play as children, yeah. that they were able to sort of come up with something that was very new and very right. different and very, you know, it was frontier in the literary yeah. world, which is why these three, you know, they were kind of country, my sisters, yeah. Um, are known as being these literary greats, even though their body of work is very small, only yeah. wrote, you know, one or two novels and some poetry, mm-hmm. and um, they don't have this huge body of work. So anyway, 
all of that to say, <laughs> you know, that there's just cool things that are that are found in Frontier. Mm-hmm. And I think that most people aren't willing to go beyond the, the boundaries mm-hmm. or maybe aren't even aware of the boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, I was watching, I think it was maybe an Instagram ad the other day for something and, and I heard, um, and I don't know her name, so just forgive me, but it's the founder of Spanx and she was talking about oh, okay. how... I don't know her name either, but... Yeah, no clue. But <laughs> she was talking about... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you go girl and all that stuff. But, um, <laughs> you know, of course she's a self-made billionaire and, you know, she was talking about, you know, when people when you have a new idea or a new concept, you know, you're probably going to be met with a lot of, you know, this is a bad idea. This doesn't make any sense, you know? And she said, and that's when maybe you should, you, maybe you should do it because it's totally brand new. Now I don't think that applies in every situation, but you know, that's true. I mean, frontier is by nature, I mean, it's unexplored. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, there's not a lot, there's not a lot out there yet for you to dig around to see, hmm, let me, you know, how am I going to go about this? Well, um, there's no blueprint, you know. I'm going to have to do this sort of with a, you know, wing and a prayer as the saying yeah. goes. So, yeah, I think that there's there's something really exciting, you know, to that. And it's important, you know, I think it's important for us as creatives to try to explore new frontier. You know, it's not that we're necessarily, you know, no, we're not going to all be the Bronte sisters or, you know, F. Scott Fitzgerald or, you know, a brilliant composer. I mean, we're, we're maybe not going to make the, the impact that those people did, but you never know. And, you yeah. know, the truth is, is that, you know, it's important for the creative world and, and just for the world around us for new exciting things to be explored and talked about and shared. And, um, you know, even if it's like we've mentioned before, even if it's not completely brand new, but it's our spin on, you know, something we've seen. Yeah, I was going to say that, that I think there's a difference. So there's frontier, that it's like nobody has done this before. It's completely (laughs) new. At our Actually, at our small group last night, somebody um, was sharing their story and talking about how, um, they started working for an app company before uh-huh. even like this was when the iPhone was just launched. There oh, was that's no funny. even. Can you imagine? Th- yeah, and he was like, nobody even knew what an app was, and right. so much of the work was about convincing companies that apps were not just this passing <laughs> fad that it they was like going to be thing. some. Yeah. It was the future, yeah. And so that was interesting listening to that about sort of this t- the technology mm-hmm. frontier. Um, Mm -hmm. but so there's frontier and then there's what's frontier to you, what's brand new to you, what's outside of your boundaries. So we're not saying like you have to go do something nobody's ever done before. It's go do something that you haven't done before. And it can be in a discipline, I guess I'll get more into this when we share what our frontier is, because I think mine is more about doing what I do, but doing it in a way that's beyond the boundaries of how I've been doing it. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, and you know, I would say too, you know, just along those lines of, of, I guess before we talk about that, you know, if you can, I think you can start by, you know, number one, why is it important to you? Because like every other exercise, you know, that we talk about or, you know, approach, you know, perspective shift, you know, any of those things, it keeps you, keeps you energized. It keeps you going, even Mm -hmm. if it's just for, you know, even if this new frontier for you 
creatively has a shelf life, you know, even if it's not something you'll do forever. It's just, it's energizing and it spurs you on to, you know, you just never know where. Um, But once you, I think once you know what your box is, it's easier to go from there. Because like we Mm -hmm. said, a lot of times when you were, you know, when you're really not consciously aware of the boundaries that have kind of been, you know, you've either built or just your situations, your circumstances, um, you know, and your, your own perceptions of what you have to do, what you want to do, what's a must, what's a want, you know, all those things. When you have the, you know, have, take a little time and, you know, have enough of a, you know, reflective moment to be able to decide, okay, this is sort of what my box looks like, you know, um, I, you know, and I'll give you mine. So for a little while it was, you know, well, I'm, you know, I'm going to write and I'm going to blog and, you know, and that's what I've got to do. And so this is what my day looks like from, you know, seven in the morning until, you know, most of the time, 11 or 12. <laughs> I was going to say till midnight. <laughs> till midnight. Or two. Um, you know, and this is what I do. And I don't really you know, I don't really go far outside of that. And it's not like a, well, no, I'm not allowed to do that. You know, it doesn't have to be that severe. It can just be just without even realizing this is just sort of the, you know, the structure I've created for myself. So I think by identifying, you know, what your box looks like on a, you know, daily, weekly basis, that's, you know, you can go from there. Yeah, I think that's such an important question because it's like it's hard to know what frontier is. I mean, maybe you can you intuitively just kind of know. But until you say, okay, what what are my what's my what's my box here? What are my boundaries? Yeah. Um, What what do I feel is beyond those boundaries? And and I've explored that to some extent by trying new things. And um, I feel like especially over the past year, I've really pushed myself in um, just learning more so -hmm. that I can learn more about what my boundaries are. I think that that's helped doing a lot of reading and a lot of journaling. Um, and yeah, that it's, it's helped me to see my boundaries a bit clearer and see like, okay, where can I, where can I I push? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where can I cross over that boundary? Yeah. Um, so I think something when you're looking at like, what is frontier, if you're just like, okay, not, not sure. (laughs) Um, what are you talking about? Yeah, like, <laughs> so what is, and we've talked about this before, like, what is something that you've always wanted to explore, that you've mm-hmm. had a curiosity about? I think curiosity is a great yep. um, compass to tell you what is frontier to you or what direction mm-hmm. you may want to go. And um, so what what do you imagine yourself doing? What do you, you know, you're always saying like, I, oh, I wish I could do that. I yeah. wish I was someone who could do that. And in most cases, like there, there are some exceptions where it's like, you just, okay. Like I've always imagined myself be, you know, being a great basketball player. Well, I'm like five, five and I'm not <laughs> super athletic. <laughs> so maybe that one, you know, when it comes to ball list. sports, I don't like being aggressive and people being like pushing Sweating me on and, you. Yeah sweating on me I don't like the squeaky shoes like it's just okay it's just not gonna be me until the squeaky shoes <laughs> like no oh. squeaky shoes nope if you ever just watch a basketball game and listen yes. to the shoes oh I it'll drive I love you that crazy. sound <laughs> do you well I know oh, you're yeah. a basketball you're yep. a basketball girl yep um yep. 
That's so I'm like, fun. give me a net. I'll do tennis. So my, <laughs> my opponent is like separate from me. Right. That's right. No touching. No, no touching, touching over yes. here. <laughs> That's awesome. But anyway, so, but usually you're not going to imagine doing, I mean, right. that was like a crazy example, but usually you're not gonna, going to imagine doing something that you're not well suited for at all. But there yeah. are going to be times where it's like, I imagine myself being able to do something that maybe you're physically not able to do, but let's say in most cases you're, you are. Um, and yeah. I've seen even people, um, so my background's in musical theater mm-hmm. and I've seen people who, um, would say that they're tone deaf and they yeah. work with a, a vocal coach and they're actually, now they're probably never going to be a, a fantastic singer, but I've watched them train their voice and learn to become yeah. better singers. And so yeah. most skills that, that, do you have some natural ability at play when it comes yeah. to people who are like just extraordinarily gifted? Mm-hmm. Most skills, even artistic, creative skills that people just think are like they learn. divinely yeah. given to somebody are learned skills that mm-hmm. you can learn to do. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, okay, maybe you're not going to be a, a graceful dancer with amazing extensions, but right. You can still dance. Yeah. Maybe you're not yeah. going to be the best guitar player ever, but right. you can still play and learn to play yes. and have joy in it mm-hmm. and and discover new things in it. Yeah. You know? Well, about yeah. Yourself, and you know, and about this just made me think of something. I just think we take ourselves so dang seriously. It's like, yeah. And look, I'm I'm the head of that list. Why do we have to be so, why do we have to be good at everything? Can we not just be terrible at it and love it? Like, is that not okay? You know, I, I think in, in the world, it's not okay. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I yes, mean, I'm I saying it is okay. Yes. We're saying it's okay. Right. But I think the world says you look ridiculous. You're yep. a joke. This is a waste of time. Yep. Um, and I think that starts very early on at school. That's like, well, this, this child yes. does not have an aptitude for this. So don't do this. You need to do something that mm-hmm. you have an aptitude for when it's like, yeah. Well, what if that's what I love and I'm excited about? Right. Um, and you know, you're. I at mean, a what very if you age. loved squeaky shoes? You know, what that's if, some people do. I'm just saying. <laughs> what if you did? You're not supposed to ever try because you know. I mean, I just that's such a. Um, but you're right. It is something that we do learn really, really right. early. Well, our kids are told like, and I even I'm so guilty of this myself with my kids. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, and maybe you are too. I don't know. Okay. But I'm so guilty <laughs> of this that like my, my kids, both my boys are very small. They're mm-hmm. just small for their age. Yeah. I think they're just late bloomers, but um, they're both small for their age. And I remember at one point telling them like, you know, football's just not going to be for you. Oh. <laughs> And we had to make that decision to pull them from yeah. football because my, mm. you know, like 70 pound, you know, well, fifth grader but, was going to be playing against a 120 pound yes. six, seventh grader. Well, you also grader. have to protect them. I mean, you don't right. want them getting harmed. So, I mean, that's right, okay. Right. <laughs> but there are there are guys who sure, make it to the are. NFL who are five, six, who... Yeah. You know, who they find their, they find their niche. And it's like, so I don't know. Yeah. I think it's unfortunate that instead of, I don't know. Yeah. There's the competitive thing. You've got it. You know, everybody wants to win. So you don't want someone on your team who doesn't have an aptitude Mm -hmm. for that sport, or you don't want someone in your play who's not, you know, doesn't have a gift with singing or acting. And 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, so I know I get it, but I just, I wish Mm -hmm. that there was a bit of like, okay, maybe you can't do it on a team or maybe you can't get a scholarship doing it, but you know what, do it anyway. And I don't know if there's a, if there's enough of that out in the world that like do it, just do it anyway. Right. Well, I mean, you know, and I, I think for me, this is, I don't know if I've ever talked about this, but we're just going to go for it because here it is and I feel good about it. You know, my... (laughs) (laughs) Just disclosure right there. (laughs) Right, just a disclosure really quickly. It was unplanned. Um, You know, my son, I think, has taught me so much about, about that and about how to sort of blow that up a little bit. Um, you know, he, he's got uh, autism spectrum disorder and, you know, he is a brilliant little boy and funny. And I just, man, he's, you know, he's awesome. And one of the things he's taught me, I think the most is just how to, how to just be okay with someone. And I hope this comes out the right way, you know, the way that I mean it, because it's, you know, to just really embrace people exactly as they are and not try to, you know, okay, for instance, a lot of little boys his age are going to be, you know, they are going to be playing sports and they are interested in that and they are interested in all these, you know, major group activities. And I I was, you know, so I get it. Um, He's just not. He doesn't Mm -hmm. like it. It stresses him out. You know, at the end of a school day, the first thing he wants to do is be alone, you know? And it's like, now I can spend, and I do believe, you know, for me personally and and him, there's a, you know, there's some balance, but, you know, so I do want to encourage him to, you know, have friends and be social and all that stuff. But what, what is the, what is the rule that says if he doesn't do A through F, you know, that he's not whole, you know, that he's Mm -hmm. not, uh, that he's not exploring, you know, maybe frontier for him, and I know we're not just talking about creatively, but, you know, just frontier in general, is by being on in that way, you know, at school all day, you know, and maybe that's all right if he doesn't want to do, you know, extra, you know, extra activity. So I think you're, I think you're right that there's a, we just, it happens naturally, it happens when we're young, and I think that that's been a, a gift to me to learn, you know, through him that, you know, it's just all right for things not to look just so, and not to say that we do it necessarily for that. It just kind of happens sometimes naturally. It's not even a, you know, we're trying to force our kids to do this or that, or I don't think even sometimes at school, you know, that, that they're trying to force that. It's just sort of a natural thing that happens. And before you know it, that box is built, you know, it's built or at least the foundations of it. And then as we age, you know, we keep adding, you know, we're just like one layer of bricks after another. We're going to stack that thing up. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I yeah, think that I, it just happens I think, easily. I, yeah, I think a lot of us have like a should, shouldn't box. That, yeah. and, and I'm yeah. talking about not in regard to like right and wrong. I'm just talking in like... Right this is what I should be because yeah. this is what I was taught or this mm-hmm. is what, you know, I just, this is where I feel comfortable and this is yeah. what I shouldn't be or shouldn't do. Um, yeah. as opposed to, yeah, kind of, you know, paying attention to those, um, paying attention to that curiosity and yeah. that, yeah. um, you know, or, or that love, if there's something mm-hmm. that it's like, man, I love music. I love it. And I would love to be able to make music in some capacity, whether it's through an instrument or singing. 
And so instead of just saying, well, but I'm not, you know, I tried flute in sixth right. grade and it, my teacher told me I wasn't very good so or reading music was hard for me. It's like, just, you know, um, if you feel that love and that yeah. stirring for it, then, yep. then, you know, chances are you're going to be very fulfilled in that and you're yeah. going to, and expanding that boundary is going to not only give you this, this sense of fulfillment and all of that, but it's just going to, it can open up so many other yes, doors. It it's like when you realize like, man, okay, I practiced mm -hmm. an instrument for a year and now I'm playing all these songs and I've gotten better at it and I've learned that I can learn, yeah. that I can learn. It like makes you feel, it, it's, mm. it's empowering. It makes you feel then like the boundaries that, that are there are really not all that permanent. Right. And they're I think really, that's they're the, pretty flexible. Yes. And I think that's the battle is getting to that point. It's not about the actual skill, you know, that's learned. It's about the fact that you now know, like you said, that you can learn, you know, that's a great point because that's the thing that then, you know, the, the lesson, that's the skill, you know, to say, okay, now I know that I can, you know, I can try something different. I can explore, you know, a little bit outside of my normal comfort zone and, and I can do that and I can learn, I can grow, I can shift and change because that, that's when I think we really become free, you know, in our, in our lives, but in our creative work, you know, we just kind of realize yeah. all of a sudden, man, I really can, I can play around a little bit and see, you know, especially, you know, and I know we mentioned this a lot, but, you know, in the online space, you know, you have to be adaptable. You just do. I mean, it's going to change mm -hmm. and shift all the time. So, you know, being, getting to that, you know, point where you feel, a little, maybe just confidence is the right word. Not necessarily that you're going to be incredible at everything, but that you know without a shadow of a doubt you're competent and you can give it a whirl and you probably are going to learn yeah. something. That's when I think it's kind of, it's a game changer because then you sort of have, you're building resilience without even knowing it. You know, you really are. Yeah. And I think you have to be an important part of, you know, there, there is risk involved in exploring frontier. And you think about that literally, like any time in the course of history where, where someone was going into a completely undiscovered, mm -hmm. uncharted land yeah. um, or sea or whatever, you know, there's, there's risk and danger there. And, and I think the same thing is true yeah. when we, you know, we have to be willing to to, to take that risk, we have to, and I think probably one of the biggest things is, you know, we're ta not talking about this life or death, what are you going to come across? Yeah. We're talking about like being willing to be a beginner again, mm -hmm. being willing to be bad at something, yep. being willing to look foolish. I love you know, that. You, go to yep. a, you go to a dance class knowing I'm just going to look stupid doing this and, it's just and okay. that's totally yeah. okay we did actually um this just reminded me I loved this moment we went I have the best mother-in-law like ever <laughs> she's one of the best people ever in the world um that's awesome and it is I know but you don't you do not hear that phrase no. very awesome like I have the best mother-in-law ever she's really an amazing woman mm -hmm. and she we went on a cruise with it was me and my son I mean me and my husband <laughs> and her and her husband yeah. 
and uh, we went on a, a cruise together. This was years and years ago. And we did, so we decided we were going to do all these different classes because yeah. they're all free and it's just kind of fun stuff to do while you're on the ship. So we did like a fruit cutting class and a couple of other things. That's fun. And I convinced her to come with me and do a hip hop class. Oh, and this is from someone. It. That's <laughs> she was awesome. probably like seventy years old at the time. Uh-huh. Never had done any dance in her life. Oh. You know, she's like public health nurse from Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. Like all of this, <laughs> not so it's not so her thing great. at all. But she came and she did it with. <laughs> she did it with me. And it was awesome because she was willing yeah. to go and look foolish doing it. Yeah. And and I guarantee you, nobody was looking at her and saying like, oh my gosh, right. I can't believe Forget that woman's them doing if they this. Did. Like, How awesome. Well, I bet the majority of people, if they were asked, would say, I thought that that was so awesome. Right. And I hope when I'm 70, I'm going to a exactly. hip hop class on a cruise. <laughs> That's you know? right. I'm on a cruise and I'm getting up for 8.30 a.m. hip hop. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so it was great. really cool. And I, I think, yeah, so it's like be willing to be foolish yeah. again and be willing to be, you know, we really lose that as we get into, we do. you know, especially the teenage years, we kind of lose mm-hmm. that. Um, I mean, <laughs> we'll be unintentionally foolish, right. but, you know, we will not intentionally Mm-mm. look foolish in front of our peers. We that's will not do that. But, uh, yeah, so I, I think that that's a big part of um, exploring frontier and also being willing to... Um, explore an area and then realize it's not that's not a territory you want to like include in your yeah you're not going to make camp there and that's okay too yeah exactly it's not (laughs) hospitable yep just to hike just to hike into it (laughs) it's good enough yep Yep, exactly but you might be one of those stubborn people who's like yep this is this is a desert but i'm gonna build here anyway yeah so well hey you never know (laughs) You just never know. I mean, I remember, well, we both were reading um, Originals, and he told, and that's by Adam Grant, for those of you that haven't read it, and we both said it's it's really interesting, but it's, you know, it's a little more of a clinical read, because there's a lot of just examples and kind of case studies, so it's not a very, no offense to him, not like a very artsy book, you know, it's very much about, um, you know, their behaviors and their habits and that kind of thing, but... He does tell the story of uh, Warby Parker and how, you know, yes. when he sat in the meeting for investing in the company, he just thought, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. No one's going to buy glasses online, you know, absolutely yep. not. It's not going to happen. And if they do, they're certainly, certainly not going to return them. And, you know, same thing with the lady at Spanx, you know. <laughs> bless her, whatever her name is, you know, um, <laughs> so, so rude. But anyway, you know, such a Southern thing. I can't remember her name. So just bless, bless her. That's her. All. And I actually <laughs> don't say heart. that all the time, but I'm, you know, I feel a little guilty right now. But anyway, you know, that people had to look at them like they were nuts. So of course those yeah. are, you know, major frontier moments, but you know, look, we all face those things too. I mean, I remember telling people that I was starting a blog and it was kind of going well and I thought I was going to turn it into a business. And I mean, I remember the looks that I got. Like, are you? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, totally. Sure. Yeah. That sounds like a fun it was made a up joke. job. Yeah. <laughs> a fun made up job. So. You know, I still, even 10 years into it and you feel like everybody knows what a blog is, mm-hmm. they still don't. Oh, I no. still get that like... That's a job? Yeah. Yep. 
It's, no, yep, it's really a job. Yeah, exactly. And I've told you this before, but depending on the room I'm in determines how quickly I share that I'm a writer, you know, and, and how yeah. I phrase it, you know, because if it's a group of, uh, you know, business people, I'm probably going to lead off with, you know, marketing and branding business coach. Yeah. That's what I'm going to lead yeah. off with. And then I'll work in the other. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just funny how we, how we have to yeah. do that, but <laughs> I usually start out with, I own my own business. Exactly. That, that at least sounds like somewhat Stuff legitimate. Official. And then I'll go into like, <laughs> right. or I'll say maybe artist and designer uh-huh. or writer or something like that. Yep. So it's not, if you say blogger right away, it's yes. like, eyebrows oh. up or cinch together. Ble- bless your heart. Yeah. <laughs> you bless <know>? your heart. <laughs> but no, I do That's think you that get. it, you know, that applies to us though, because, you know, a lot of things that we're going to do, they're all frontier in the beginning. I mean, that's how it, yeah. you know, that's how it starts. You, you've, you're starting something new. Well, guess what? You know, that's, that's creative frontier, you know, for you. So, you know, I think, I think we would hope to see ourselves do that, you know, continually. I don't, I hope that I never stop trying to find new things to do. Yeah. Me too. Working home. You know, I I hope I'm always adding new little, new little things that I learn to my repertoire. Yep. And, um, yeah, I, I hope I do. So what's frontier for you? I knew you were going to ask that. I was kind of hoping you'd forget. Do you want me to answer first? Because I know my answer. Do yeah, me I mean, either first, way, I, I think I know mine too. I feel pretty oh, good. Oh, well, about. okay, go ahead. Well, I mean, I, you know, I think for me, it's what we're doing now is frontier mm-hmm. for me. Shifting. I remember telling a business partner a few years ago that I had just kind of gotten into a, you know, a deal with. So it was somebody that I had just really begun working with. And I remember them saying, well, how in the world would you describe yourself with all, you know, all of these different things that you, that you do and that you've done? And, you know, and I sat there for a minute and I just thought, okay, I I mean, what do you say? It's like, how do you condense all that? So I just, you know. That's not a list of like 30 accomplishments. That's like an actual, here's Here's a title or something, you know. So I just said to him, I said, you know, I do feel like that I am here to tell stories. I do. And I think for a mm-hmm. time I was supposed to tell mine, you know, I really do. And now I feel like this is the beginning of a season for me to tell, to tell other people's stories, you know, whether mm-hmm. that's through, you know, actual words or, you know, creating marketing and branding and, you know, brand identity and all that, you know, those fun things, or if it's like what we're doing now you know, it's one of the things I'm most excited about to, to share other creative stories and, you know, what works for them, what doesn't, what makes them tick. You know, I love the idea of sharing stories in a really meaningful way. So, I mean, that's, that's frontier for me. I've never done that. You know, I, Mm -hmm. I, I don't have a degree in journalism. (laughs) I mean, you know, (laughs) so it's like, but I mean, I'm just, I'm going for it. Now there's multiple, I think there's a lot of different things I would say are frontier for me, but that's maybe the biggest and the most, Yeah, that's the one that's coming, you know, coming soon. You know, I'm stepping into it now. So, yeah. Well, obviously there's a lot of frontier because our 
Right. You know, our, for everybody, their sphere of experience yeah. is, is limited. And so there's the, then the whole wide world yeah. beyond that. So right. Frontier is always going to be, you know, this massive expanse. Yeah. But Okay, you um, go. Yeah, I think for me, um, when I was really thinking about it, Frontier is not so much like adding a new, you uh-huh, know, thing, adding a new hobby or new skill or a new art form that I'm doing, but... It's I've realized and I've known this for a while that there was somewhere along the line in the 10 years that I've been doing this online that there was a turning point where I became um, I became aware of the audience Uh in a way that I allowed it to influence all of my creative decisions from the way I wrote to the way I did my photography to the way I do my design work and my art and choices I make in my house everything and it's not that it's so now it's like inauthentic it's still it's still coming from Mm -hmm. an authentic place but it's sort of the difference when you know you have a toddler who's just completely not self-aware at all (laughs) and then they they get there's this change where suddenly they realize like okay I don't want to you know have my diaper changed in public anymore you know there there becomes this change where they're like well hopefully they're out of diapers yeah, i was gonna say then. i but love you know this I mean. example this is this is interesting <laughs> but there's my brain is weird i will tell you that but i'm just thinking of a child you know there's yes. this turning point where they become self-aware mm-hmm. they become aware of this is not okay to do around my peers or this is not okay to do in public or this is not an okay way to behave in school there's just this turning point where it's just mayhem when they're toddlers because there's not that self-awareness so um I think that that in an in an adult way in a professional way in a creative way there was that change in me that Mm -hmm. happened where I became more aware of my audience and that I was being watched and that I was sharing it all publicly and so um, I, st- I started to, to censor and filter a lot sure. more, a lot more. Yeah. And, um, and I feel like, uh, so I feel like there's this, there's all this frontier for me that's like, okay, this is what I'm making so that it looks good. What am I going to make just to make it? Yeah. And it doesn't matter if it looks good. It doesn't yeah. matter if it's worth sharing, um, and I'm not talking about like an imperfect little, some wonky crochet stitches. Okay. There's, yeah. you know, I'm talking about like really, really creating in a way, um, that is not just isn't paying any attention to yeah. that audience. Yeah. And so I think for me that that's, that's frontier that I'd really like to explore. Oh, yeah. That's, and, that's a good one. That's exciting. Yeah. Good for you. So we'll see, you know, how that manifests, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I don't know exactly how that manifests, but I know that that's something that there was that turning point and I'd really like to get back to where it's just really more about sharing what I'm doing. Yeah. No matter, and it's not about creating stuff to share. Does that make sense? Totally, totally. Gosh, that's a whole separate, we should do a whole thing on that whole episode because I'm telling you, that's a big deal. You just don't realize how easily you fall into that. And I mean, I did too. It just happens. How can it not, you know? And, and it is, I think once you, you have that awareness, like you're talking about, it's, it's tough to do again, you know, because then you start which, you know, I've told you, I've really struggled with. You just really don't want to go back to that place, you know? You just want to yeah. feel like you're 
you're really just living and you're not living, not to say you're doing this because I think you're one of the most authentic bloggers I've known, you know, personally, but, you know, you're living a shareable life. You know what I mean? And that's what Mm -hmm. I used to say is I felt like I eventually, now it was for a brief time, but I eventually felt like, man, I'm really making a lot of choices just based on what's really shareable. And that's not, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, ugh gross. I don't want to do that. <laughs> so, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been aware of it for a while and really trying not to do that. But I, so I think for me, it's not about I'm doing things, you know, I'm like making choices just because yeah. I'm going to share it. I think it's more about, it's more about censorship and filtering yeah. and just yeah. saying like, uh, I, I'm not going to do that because I, I don't know really how well that'll yeah, do on Instagram well do. or I don't know sure. how well. Yeah, it's just sort of this censoring. I don't know what people are going to say or what if it's, sure. you know, I've just been sticking with what's safe for sure. me and what yeah. feels comfortable and what I know is going to do one. well. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. And that is scary because, oh, yeah. you know, and I think sure in in the world of, you know, we're most... I'm not going to say most, but where a, a lot of artists and creatives are sharing their work online, um, that that becomes a real mm-hmm. thing. That's a difficult. Yeah, we'll definitely have to talk about that at some oh, yeah. point. But, Should um, log that. But all yeah, I'm excited about it. So we'd love to hear, you know, what your frontier is. Mm-hmm. Just you know, if you want some accountability in that, you're yeah. like, I just want to speak it out into the world. Then um, you can go ahead and send us an email. Oh yeah, that would be cool. To, we'd love to. Yeah, we'd love to read. We'd love to see what mm-hmm. what your frontier is, and um, and that might lead to some future conversations. Yeah, um, on the podcast or you know yep. on on our blog or or social media. But um, so we're we are we'll share one last creative contraption sure. at the end. But um, before that. We're really excited about season two. So we've talked about, um, you know, season one was just about like, let's just learn how to do this. And then (laughs) talk about frontier. (laughs) It really was. Yeah, this has been total, totally frontier for us doing a podcast. But so season two, we'd we'd love to. So our vision for this is in even with the name Creative Exponent is um, is featuring people who we feel embody that yeah. who are defending their creativity they're upholding it they've discovered it and and sharing their stories and mm-hmm. their work and their workspaces yeah. and and just all of that so we'd love to do more interviews um on the podcast and and we would just love to hear from you guys and include yeah. kind of more of your feedback maybe feature some of our listeners mm-hmm. and followers as well i know that, we're so um, excited I'm, I'm pretty are. excited. Yeah. Can't we contain like, it. We would, we would love to like travel the, well, maybe not even just the country, tra- like travel the world right. and, um, and <laughs> find these creative exponents and right. interview Photograph them. Photograph them, interview yeah, them. How awesome would that be? Them. Yeah. We're excited about it. So, um, I, I think that'll add just a whole new layer cause we, and we've already, um, pinpointed some people we'd love to have here on the show so that yeah. we can interview them for you. And so it should be a lot of fun. And we'll still do this format too, yeah. just Shauna and I talking as well, but we'll throw some interviews in. The and, rambling. And just, <laughs> yeah, just the two of us rambling. Yep. yep. We'll still do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so we'll start season two in January and we hope that you'll, you'll join us again for this. But 
Before that, we've got one last creative one contraption last. for you. One last. And this is this is one that Sean, I actually have not bought it yet. I've uh-huh. It's like I've put it in my Amazon cart. <laughs> take it, it out and put it back right. in. <laughs> my question has always been, do I really need another notebook? Oh, I probably I know. Just should not, just should not do it. Shouldn't buy another notebook. But tell us about this notebook. I know. Well, the brand is Minimalism Art and, you know, there's a million, I mean, if you were to just type in, you know, leather journals on, you know, obviously on Amazon, you're going to find a ton. But what I like about those is that, number one, the leather's really soft and that comes in really pretty colors. So like I've got a, you know, bright yellow and I've got a really pretty evergreen. Um, but I love the pages that they do offer, you know, the grid. And then some of them actually have boxes, which I thought, by the way, that I would hate, but I've discovered that I love them for uh, design projects, you know, because it's so like graph paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's already yeah, yeah. it's already graphed. And, you know, it's not even I mean, I, of course, I love the dotted ones for that, too. But that's great just to have, you know, have graph paper already. And you know what I love about them more than anything there, if you're somebody that travels a lot for work, or you're doing a lot of you know, on-site meetings, uh, they're just slim. They're not, mm-hmm. most of the notebooks that I really love that I have, they're huge. I mean, even like the one that we shared, um, like my favorite sketchbook, that Ranger, you know, craft one, yeah. and then like the Wanderings Leather yeah. Journal is beautiful, but my gosh, I can't take that thing with me to, uh, you know, that's like my, let me pull it out and take some time to write notebook. Not I'm meeting with a client and I need something to jot something down really quickly or do a, you know, a fast sketch. Uh, so that's what I like about these. They're just slim. They're easy to, yeah, they're just super portable. So, and they're pretty, you know. I loved the colors yep. of them. And I liked the fact that they came in the bulleted because yeah. I've really become a fan of that for mm-hmm. um, just for note taking and writing and stuff like yeah. that. I really, I feel like I, I it's just tidier for me than yeah. the lines. So, um, so I, I like, I like that they offer it yeah. because it's hard. It can be hard to find a really nice notebook with the bulleted. Yes, it um, can. In, it can. Uh, pages. So, mm-hmm. So there it is, the minimalism art leather notebooks. And they're on Amazon, right? Yeah, they are. And they have other things, but that's, I just like their, you know, they're probably like, I don't know, I don't have the size in front of me, but you know, I mean, they're not even a full, a full size sheet of, you know, notebook paper. So it's kind of like like five by seven, something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. So something a little smaller. cool. Well, there's there's our last creative contraption of the year. Yeah, the last one. So that'd probably be a good little like stocking stuffer or something yeah. for somebody who you know likes to write or sketch or journal yeah. or that sort of thing. So all right. Well, this is this is man. I feel like I need to say one. happy holidays. Okay, take take care of yourselves. I know. <laughs> while we're away, <laughs> just take care. That's right. Yeah, well, we'll still be on social media and all of that. And we'll start recording some podcasts to get them ready for you in January. But yeah, yeah, we'll just take a little bit of a break. And um, we do. We wish you all very happy holidays. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and Mm -hmm. all of that stuff. And I'm excited about um, about 2020. Man, we got a lot on the list. 20 years away from Y2K. That's pretty. (laughs) We made it. (laughs) That's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. 
Do you remember Y2K yes, and just how it's like the end of the world? Right. Will I remember waiting up like, well, is it going to happen or not? I mean, what's the deal? What's, what everybody's like, we don't know if computers are going to roll over to 2000. Like, we oh just don't gosh. know. It's so All funny. the computers rolled over. It was fine. Yep, everybody was fine. Kept on, kept on turning. Here we are 20 years later. <laughs> and I right. bet most people don't know what Y2K is. That's right. <laughs> going to be like, what are... What are these women talking about? This thing, uh, this know. podcast episode has devolved. <laughs> yeah, it has. It really has. <laughs> oh. uh, anyway, so we will we'll catch up with you in January. And thanks so much for listening to us on season one. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to the Creative Exponent podcast. Our original theme was written by A Walker Spring and recorded by Ellie Swope and Johan Wagner. And if you like The Creative Exponent, please subscribe and leave us a review. You can find us at www.thecreativeexponent.com. And you can also send us an email at hello at creativeexponent.com.